0: Hey everybody, Frank Finance here. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be doing a stock analysis on META, ticker symbol M-E-T-A. In today's stock analysis, I'm going to be sharing my price target. We're going to look at earnings and earnings highlights. I'm going to share my DCF model and show any updates. And lastly, I'll give my final thoughts on META as an investment. All right, jumping into my price target for META, I currently have them at $220 in the next 12 months, indicating about a 37% upside from where they're currently trading around $160 a share. Now, my DCF model, I have them at or $226 a share in EBITDA, I have them at $281. We'll go through that later on in the video. Now, from a downside perspective, I still think there's a possibility based off of what we heard in the earnings call um, that could move them down to $135 a share in the short term. And that I do want to go, I will go a little bit deeper during the um, earnings highlights. Now, from a risk perspective, the key key things here is there's ad revenue, there's headwinds that they're facing from a business perspective, there's growth concerns, and there's cost control that they're all trying to face. Part of that will be discussed in the earnings sections as well. Jumping into Q2 2022 earnings results, Meta reported on July 26 that they had earnings per share of $2.46, nine cents short of analyst expectations of $2.55. They reported $28.82 billion in revenue compared to analyst expectations of 28.94, or a miss of about $129.7 million. Jumping into earnings highlights, the big headline here is that Meta reported the first negative growth in the company's history since they've been publicly trading at negative 0.88%, so a little less than 1%. As a reminder, they reported 6.6% for Q1, which was shy of analyst expectations of nine, However, that 9% was still lower than that, that they had ever forecasted in the future. So they typically add growth over 10% double digits, and we'll go over that in our DCF model. Another thing here is that ad impressions did increase 15% year over year, which is a positive thing. However, the average price for ad, per ad decreased by 14%. Cost increased by 22% year over year, and headcount increased 32% year over year buybacks were at five billion dollars for q2 and they have another 24.32 billion dollars authorized for future repurchases guidance for q3 of 2022 q3 of 2022 was guided between 26 and 28.5 billion dollars which if you're paying from a year-over-year perspective they're forecasting um, negative one to ten percent growth so this is huge this is going to be two quarters of negative growth which if you're looking at the economy as a whole is definitely a recession uh, whatever uh, political folks point say that's been the definition that is the definition now that being said that has been primarily driven by weak advertising demand, also driven by foreign currency headwind of 6% year over in year-over-year in year revenue growth. Also, Reality Labs' revenue is gonna be lower in Q3 than it was in Q2 of this year. And lastly, to end on a high note, they are going to lower their 2022 overall expenses from 87 to 92, billion down to 85 to 88 billion dollars before we jump into the dcf model i really wanted to go into the strong downtrend we see with meta right now so currently if you look at the 200-day moving average it's somewhere sitting around 247 dollars a share if you look at the 50-day moving average it's at 174 dollars a share and the current share price is somewhere around 160 dollars a share so right now, if you're looking at from a trend perspective, from a technical analysis perspective, definitely in a downtrend. All right, jump into my DCF model for Meta, starting with the valuations of the DCF calculation at 227 and the EBITDA multiple at 281. Slightly different than what I said in the price target section due to some of the changes I made with shares outstanding as well as net debt. Um, so and, and starting with growth rate. So to begin the year, I had this at double digits or at the beginning of the year, I had it at double digits. We slowered that down until I believe around 9%. And this has been since lowered. I debated between 0% and negative 5%. In order to keep this more conservative, I went with negative five. We're looking at growth in Q2, again, at negative one. Q3 could be all the way down to 10%. So I'm trying to think, okay, what is Q4 gonna look like? What is Q3 gonna look like? If we try to do something conservative and say, okay, well, if we had six, negative one, 10, and whatever, hopefully, Q4 is more positive. It could actually be lower than five percent if we see that. It could actually be closer to seven percent um, based off of what I'm, I'm, I'm saying on the downside. So, from a conservative perspective, I'm leaving it negative five. You could also um, you could argue against that. So, for growth rate, I have them at five percent, 15, 12, eight, and six. Current shares out sitting at 200 or sorry, 2.7 billion. We have long term debt, or, or sorry, net debt at 3.9, long term growth rate at 4%, even a multiple of five, discount rate of nine. Now, if we go down and look at some of our valuation metrics, the things that we use to, to, to um, test this thing is we look at revenue growth. First thing you want to look at here is I mean, they've had very strong growth over the last seven, eight years. And again, all these things have been above 20%. And, and honestly, this is going to be possibly the first down year moving forward. If you look at the growth rates I have after 2022, 15%, 12, 8, 6, these are all significantly lower than the previous revenue growth rates and all this is a very in my opinion pessimistic on what Facebook can do moving forward. If ad revenue comes back, you know, you know, comes back really strong, we could see that expand very, you know, much much higher, but that's that's uh yet to be determined. We need to be conservative in these models. If we look at the free cash flow ratio, which, again, is just a conversion of revenue into free cash flow from a you know bottom line perspective. But looking at, I'm just kind of tapering that off from where they're currently been going from 44 percent all the way down to where they're at 32. Lowest has been at 26 percent. So I'm just tapering them from 27 down to 20 23 percent. And the EBITDA ratio, very similar thing is I've been seeing, you've been seeing that uh, EBITDA ratio kind of erode over the last, you know, seven, eight years slowly, mind you. Um, And I just kind of put a little bit of a trickle on that, decreasing it roughly by about 2% every year down to 38% revenue to EBITDA, ultimately getting a DCF calculation of $227.56. All right, now for my final thoughts on Meta as an investment. So the first thing right off the bat, looking at the technical analysis, it's probably not a great time to buy Meta. However, if you look at DCF calculations, probably from anyone, they're definitely calculating that Facebook is underpriced. But the challenge here is what do you think Facebook is going to do from 2023 and beyond? It looks like 2022, they could possibly have negative growth year over year at from a year over year perspective. I think that's going to be um, a little bit of a shocker. It's not exactly, you know, when we're looking at end of year 2021 results and there was the big bomb there when they dropped and they had a huge drop from over $300 a share down to 250. Um, I think that was a really big hit and no one thought that they were going to be super uh, close to 0% growth for the year. They thought they were gonna be closer, you know, significantly lower than what they've done in the past, mind you, but 9%, somewhere between 9 and 10%, I think most people were forecasting. Um, but looking at this, I think if you're looking at how they're guiding for Q3, what is Q4 really gonna look like? Likely it's gonna be a, a, a mirror, if not a, a little bit of dissolving there. The real question is, will things recover in 2023? In my model I currently have them expanding at 15% for Q3 which is still relatively conservative on what they've been able to do in the previous years leading up to 2022. So there's a determination here as if you think that Facebook again if you're going to be holding it for the long term, if you know you're going to 10 years out, I do think Facebook is a decent, you know, has a decent risk reward perspective here. They do issue and have a strong free cash flow which is what you want to see as an investor. The investments that they're making in Reality Labs and some of the, the Metaverse stuff, in my opinion, is a little concerning. If they just drop that altogether, you would have a very f- strong financial company. Um, they're, they're sinking a lot of money into that, and it's definitely taking away from their free cash flow. So just eliminating that line of business would do wonders for the company. I highly doubt it at this point, considering they changed the name of the company to, from Facebook to Meta, and uh, a large percentage of what that what's, what's driving that growth is in Reality Labs. So all that being said is Facebook right now is if in the short term, I do think there may be some more headwinds um, uh, abound. I haven't really seen any major headlines talking about them hinting at negative, up to negative 10% growth for Q3. But if that does come into fruition, I think it's gonna be a little bit of a shocker for a lot of folks. And this, the the real question here is what's gonna happen in Q4. Now, in my, my opinion, I think Anywhere under $150 is a very strong buy. I think if you're getting to that $135 where I have um, the downside risk, I definitely think that's a really good opportunity. I think at that point, you're really pricing in the negative growth for Q3 and Q4. And so, um, and you're kind of ignoring that $135 a share, even with their compressed margins, you're still gonna have a really, really good valuation from a price to earnings perspective. Um, So I I really do think again, this is going to be an interesting one. You really don't see companies like Facebook um, trading at such low multiples. Again, for right now, it's for good reason um, because there's uncertainty on what's going to happen moving forward. I I think some of this you need really need to think on how is the ad business going to recover? Are they staying competitive in the short form, form business? Um, are there platforms um, keeping folks on board? From all the active user perspective, everything seems normal there. It's really just, can they keep their margins up? Can they continue to bring, or can they recover their ad business and start to grow that back out? Um, and those are gonna be the headwinds that they're facing right now that they need to be able to overcome. Um, and again, just a reminder, there are some of those headwinds that were caused by the privacy changes made by Apple and some other things among that. So. Just those are some things to keep in mind as an investor. Hope you enjoyed this content. Um, If you like this type of content, please consider subscribing. Hit the like button. My name is Frank. Frank Finance, out.